Let's pray. Jesus, come back into the room. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the series that we're in, God, on talking about different miracles that you've provided for us. And so, Father, I pray that today as we talk about healing, that, God, you would um, come and heal, that you would change our thoughts, that you would change us, Father God, to become more and more like you. And Father, I pray that um, you would remove any um, blockages in our thinking, Father God, by your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the spirit of truth and that you reign here and no other spirits do. And so we submit to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So when pigs fly, the title describes a sarcastic phrase, right? That we say, I'll believe it when pigs fly. And so we believe that God is a powerful God, that he's a miracle-working God, but for some reason we have a hard time actually seeing miracles in our life. Does God actually do a miracle for me? Would he want to do it for me? I know he maybe does it for somebody else, but maybe I don't really deserve it. Or I don't know what I really believe when it comes to miracles. And so I think um, today that the word miracle has really lost its power. That we use that to describe, oh, that's a miracle detergent, or that's a miracle teeth whitening thing. Like these things that are miracles that are not actually miracles. A miracle is actually the supernatural power of God. And so last week, like I said, Pastor Boyd talked about the miracle of deliverance. That there is a miracle that God will do in our life that only he can do. Miracles is something that only God can do. We cannot do them on our own, right? And so there's this concept of miracles that maybe we've watered it down. Um, There's a study that showed that um, in the United States, 83% of Christians don't believe that miracles, signs, and wonders are for today. 83% of born-again Christians don't believe that miracles are for today, that they're part of history but that that time has passed. And a smaller percentage, which we would be in this percentage, 30% actually believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural and an active part of the Christian life. Only 30% of those that they polled believed that the gifts of the Spirit, things that we operate in, things that we teach, things that we believe are actually a part of our life. And so that would mean that we don't really believe in miracles as a whole in the United States, in America. Now, you see miracles when you go on the mission field. It's different in other parts of the world. It's different in third world countries. It is really easy to get somebody healed in a third world country. Why? Because it's their only option. And I think that sometimes we have made it too convenient our lovely healthcare system. I'll just go to the doctor. I'll, you know, it's, it's, it's our first response. When our first response should be, Father, I've got something going on in my body and I need your healing power, not pulling out my insurance card. Right? So in... in <sighs> All right, so we're going to be talking about the miracle of healing today. How many of you have ever prayed for healing? All right, good. That's like 80%. Now, how many of you prayed for healing and not seen it happen? Same amount of hands. 
So this is the tension that we live in, right? So sometimes we pray for healing and we see the healing take place. And then sometimes we pray and we believe and we don't see it. And so then we live in this tension of, of what is truth. Do I go based upon my experience or do I go based upon the truth of who God is? Because the truth of who God is, is that God is a healer. That God is a miracle working God. But sometimes we don't see it happen. I've had that happen in my own life. I've lost family members, loved ones that are very close. And I've not seen the miracle that we believed for. But it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change my trust and my faith in him. It doesn't change the fact that the next time I have the opportunity, I'm going to pray for somebody to be healed. And then people go, well, what if nothing happens? Well, what if it does? What if it does? And so we partner with heaven in bringing healing to the earth today. But that's at the end of my message. All right, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Okay. So this tension that we live in, and what I believe is that we need to make sure that our thinking is in line with the word of God. That our believing, our thinking, our faith is actually in line with the word of God, rather than based upon our lack of experience. All right? And so we're going to look at the life of Jesus, because there's no better example. He is who we model our life after. He is the one who paid it all for us, right? And so we're going to look at the life of Jesus about healing. Number one, Jesus provided healing in salvation. Jesus actually provided healing in salvation. Romans 1.16, and we're going to read it in God's Word translation. It says, I'm not ashamed of the good news or the gospel. It is God's power to save everyone who believes. So it says here in Romans that the good news, the gospel, is God's power to save everyone who believes. It's the supernatural power of the creator of the universe comes through the gospel. It's available to us. And now this word save is actually the word sozo, S-O-Z-O. And this word sozo means to deliver, to heal, to rescue, to preserve, to bring forth deliverance, health, preservation, salvation. Sozo means to rescue you, spirit, soul, and body. Your salvation isn't just your destination of heaven. Your salvation is the complete package. It is spirit, soul, and body. And so when you receive salvation, you receive all that that word implies. It's the power of God. The gospel of Jesus is the power to save, to heal, to sanctify, to deliver, to make you whole. It's a beautiful thing when we actually understand what it means to be saved. Matthew 4, we're going to look at a couple of different passages of scripture about Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus actually demonstrated salvation throughout his time on the earth. 
It says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. He was teaching, preaching, and healing. That's the gospel, teaching, preaching, and healing. Sometimes we forget the healing part. We do the teaching and the preaching, but we forget the healing part. Jesus was the complete package of salvation, and he demonstrated it for us to follow. So there's a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 5 about him healing a paralyzed man. And I love this passage of scripture about healing because it actually um, helps us see a couple of things regarding healing and why we may not see healing in our life. And so in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, it says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. What was he doing? He was teaching. That there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was what? The power of the Lord was present to heal. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, it was way too crowded. So they, they went up on the housetop, made a hole in the top, and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst of Jesus. When he saw their what? When he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. <laughs> so Jesus... He's sitting there, he's teaching, and it's really crowded. And so this man gets let down through the ceiling. Could you imagine if all of a sudden the ceiling tiles just began to move because you couldn't get in the doors, and then they just let this guy down right in front of Jesus? But Jesus, very interestingly, doesn't say, first, you're healed. First, he says, you're forgiven. And as I pondered on this, I thought, Wow, that's the power of the gospel. That's the power of salvation, forgiveness, and healing. He said, you're forgiven, and now you're healed. Get up. But the power of God was present to heal. Jesus was present in the room, and so Jesus is demonstrating salvation by forgiving and healing. And so I would say that maybe we've watered down salvation a little bit. That when we get saved, we should be saved, sanctified, healed, delivered, set free, like it's a complete package. 
And yes, it's a huge deal that our sins are forgiven. And I think that's why Jesus did that first. Because he was like, I'm going to deal with the heart. I'm going to deal with your spirit. Your sins are forgiven you. And now you're healed. Listen, each one of us, it's available to us to be forgiven and healed. And Jesus was demonstrating this before the, ever the first salvation prayer was ever said. Jesus was demonstrating it through his life that we could be whole. So that's the first one. The second one is that Jesus responds to faith. Jesus responds to faith. So just like Gilbert said um, in the uh, generosity time, is that it takes faith to tithe. It takes faith to give. Jesus responds to faith. And we see this in the scripture because it says that the power of the Lord was present to heal, right? But there was only one guy that got healed. And the Pharisees and the religious leaders were sitting by, and they begin to criticize when the power of the Lord was present. And they didn't receive it for themselves. But Jesus, when they let the man down, responded to what? Their faith. Because it says when he saw their faith, then he responds to the man. Jesus, every time that someone demonstrated faith in the Gospels, Jesus responded. Jesus was impressed by faith. Jesus was either, wow, they have such great faith, or it was, wow, really? Oh, ye of little faith. Like Jesus had a response every time that there was faith or a lack of faith. And so Jesus and God, he responds to faith. Now, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 2, 4. Paul says, my message or the gospel and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. A demonstration of the Spirit's power. And so Jesus responded to this person's faith because they demonstrated their faith. And I believe that our preaching, our teaching... Listen, I'm not the smartest, you know, one in the bunch. I don't even know what the metaphor is, but I'm not the smartest one. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Is that what it is? Okay, see, whatever. And so my preaching is not going to be eloquent, you know. I, I appreciate when uh, we have our pre-service uh, huddle um, back with all the team that's serving today. And today Nico was leading that and he said, God, let every word that comes out of Pastor Jennifer's mouth be ordained by you. And I was like, I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> I say some stupid stuff. And sometimes I think it and then it comes out of my mouth and I'm like trying to get it back as quickly as it's coming out. And so uh, one of the things that Pastor Troy and I have always tried to do is that it's not about what we're preaching or teaching, but it's about the demonstration of the Spirit. It's about responding to faith. It isn't because we're trying to win you over with this word. We're trying to demonstrate what God wants to do in your life. And that's what Paul was saying here. He was saying, look, I'm going to be like Jesus. We should be experiencing the power of God. There should be a demonstration. Every time that we gather together, guess what's here? The power of God. The power of God is present to heal. 
But you don't see it until you receive it by faith. And that's what Jesus responded with the man that they let down before him. They had so much faith that he was going to be healed that they climbed up on the rooftop, tore the tiles off, and lowered him down. That was not their plan when they got to the building. They were trying to get in the doors and couldn't get in. And so their faith said, one way or the other, this man is getting healed. One way or the other, we are getting him into the presence of Jesus. Because if we get him into the presence of Jesus, he will be healed. He was paralyzed. The man didn't do it himself. It was his friends. Should we not be the same way when it comes to getting in the presence of God? Desperate to get in his presence so that we can receive healing, so that we can receive salvation, so that we can see strange things. When was the last time you left church and you said, I've seen some strange things today? Can I just tell you that after the last 120, we saw some strange things. They were saying the same thing about Jesus. And sometimes we go, oh, we just don't want it to get weird. It's going to get weird. But not in a bad way. In a way that says only God could have done that. We've seen strange things today. My heart is that every time we gather together, that we see strange things. That we see tumors disappear. That we see legs grow out. That we see a missing limb appear. That would be amazing. Why? Why? Why have we not on a regular basis? Let's read this story. Um, so Jesus has responded to faith. And um, guys, I'm going to skip to Matthew 13 um, back there. So Matthew 13, 54 through 58. And this is the story because we saw in the last story that Jesus responded to their faith, right? In Matthew 13, 54 through 58. It says, coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue. Again, he was doing what? And they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all of his sisters here with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took what? They took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Jesus was doing the same thing that he was doing in the last place. He was teaching. Paralyzed man gets brought in. That man gets healed. And here, he's doing the same thing. But they treated him as common. They were too familiar with his presence to receive anything that he was carrying. 
I want to challenge us today that we do not become so familiar with what God is doing with his presence, with his glory, with his atmosphere, with salvation, that we treat it as normal, as common, and we don't receive what God actually has for us. Jesus still heals today, and he wants to heal us. If you read the Gospels, everywhere that Jesus went, it says that he went preaching, teaching, healing the sick, and setting the captive free. He would cast out the demons, heal the sick, preach and teach. Cast out demons, heal the sick. Cast out demons, heal the sick. And I began to ponder this last week after listening to Pastor Boyd's message, and I was like, those two go hand in hand. So we talked about that last week, right? If you were here, amazing. If you were not here, I encourage you to go onto our YouTube channel and watch it. There should be a link on our website so that you can go to the YouTube channel and watch it. Because they go hand in hand. Everywhere that Jesus went, that's what he did. And Jesus commissions us to do what he did. He said, you're going to do what I do, only greater. Why greater? Because it wasn't just one person doing it now. It's all of us. He gives us all authority to do what he did. So, um, like I said earlier, um, summer camp, right? And so Pastor Troy and I have been doing these camps for um, 23 years, and um, we've seen some strange things. Um, in these uh, camp, times at camp, and, and there was one in particular that um, I experienced something that was really interesting to me. So we had been in service all night, amazing power and presence of God. Kids were getting healed, they were getting set free, like um, the adults who go were like laid out everywhere, like everybody was just like laid out in God's presence, and it was just such a powerful, powerful night, and everybody was going back to their cabins and going to the snack bar as they do late at night, eating those burgers and all that stuff, and, and I was um, walking through the auditorium getting ready to exit, and there was only a couple people left in the room, and I noticed this young woman um, she was, I want to say, like maybe a sophomore or junior in high school, and her and her friend were, were sitting in, a, in the seats. And so I went up and I said, um, what's going on? You know, because I noticed they look, you know, kind of got that look about them, as teenagers do. And uh, so I said, what's going on? And she said, I, I hurt my back, and it just, it hurts so bad. And the doctors, I had an MRI, and the doctors are saying I'm not going to be able to, you know, do cheerleading at school anymore, that I need to stop doing that, and um, they're, they're not sure what to do, and, you know, I haven't got all the results and all this stuff, right? So she starts telling me, and she says, I'm in a lot of pain right now. And I got mad. I'll just be honest. Because I was like, wait a second. We just spent three hours, and the power of God was present to heal, and you're telling me that you're still in pain? I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at me. Where did I miss it? Why did I not know that she was in pain? And so I was like, I was, I was upset. I was like, Holy Spirit, this is not right. So I'm going to do something about it. So I did. Chris, grab a chair and come up here. 
Give it up for Mr. Chris Ivory. Set it right here facing me. And then you sit. Back it up a little bit. Okay. You didn't have to back it up like that. Show off. Okay. So this is what I did. I was like, what am I going to do? Because I knew it wasn't right. And in my spirit, I was troubled. Because I thought, the thing that God doesn't want is for this girl to be in pain. And he doesn't want her to not do what she loves to do, which is cheerleading. She wanted to go to college, all these things. And now she's saying, I don't know if I can. And so I remembered what I had seen my parents do when I was young. Anytime that someone would come to the house, we would have Bible studies at the house or, or at the church, and someone had back pain, they would set them in the chair, and they learned this from Charles and Francis Hunter, and they would measure their legs. And so that's what I did. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do what I've seen done. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. So Jesus spits, you know, he creates mud from his spit. Why? Because he saw his father do that. His father created Adam from the dirt. So Jesus was like, I can make eyeballs. Slaps them in the guy's eye. So I was like, I can do what I've seen done. Now, it was really bold faith. And I was like this righteous indignation on the inside that said, how dare you be in the presence of God and not be healed? And so this is what I did. So give me your feet. I did this because I knew you'd be able to hold your legs up. (laughs) Now, yours is about, this one is about maybe a quarter of an inch shorter. Put them together again. You see that? Now, not your shoes. I'm not looking at your toes. I'm looking at the back of your shoes. Put them up. Yeah. Yeah, see that? Okay. What? And so I just laid hands, simply. And I was like freaking out, all right? I'm freaking out on the inside, going, I don't know if this is going to work or not. But why why not? What if nothing happens? What if it does? So stretch your hands out right now. So Heavenly Father, we just pray right now for Chris's leg. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you even him out in the name of Jesus. God, that any signs and symptoms in his spine that come into alignment right now. And so we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your healing power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And just like that. You feel that? Yes. (laughs) And now... I could feel it. We could feel it. So now he's in alignment. And Holy Spirit did that with that girl. No, stay there for a minute. (laughs) And I want to tell you that hers was significant. It was about an inch difference. And it was in the way because her, she was holding herself. She was injured in a way. And so Holy Spirit just did this chiropractic alignment, grew her leg out. And I'm like freaking out. 
And her friend was there as my witness because all the other staff had left. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this leg is growing out. It's actually, it worked. And can I tell you, she stood up and she said, I have no more pain. The pain is completely gone. She went on to finish high school cheerleading and college. Cheerlead all through college. That's the power of God that's present to heal. Now, we weren't in the middle of this like Jesus, you know, the band wasn't singing. We weren't like, woo, you know. Oh, the power of God's present. It's amazing when it's like that. I don't mean to make fun. It is amazing when it's like that. But can I tell you that the power of God is always present to heal. Okay, you can go. Give it up for Chris. And I think you're going to find that your back is, uh, is better. I know that it's like been tense. And uh, you're going to find that it's a lot better. Holy Spirit knows, right? So let's just wrap this up. Jesus still heals today. And he does it through us. He wants you saved, delivered, and healed so that you then in turn can take what it is that you've been given and give it away to somebody else. The Great Commission, right? The Great Commission, Jesus said it in Mark 16. He said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. This is in the Passion Translation. It's so passionate. I love it. Preach the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. It's their choice. And these miracle signs will accompany those who what? Believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in new tongues They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Jesus was like, we're just going to cover all the bases. You don't have anything to fear. And lastly, he says, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. This is what Jesus said to you and I. He said, you go. Do what I've done. I've demonstrated the power of the gospel in my life. I've demonstrated what God can do in and through you. Go and do the same. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's our commission. But if we don't actually believe that God wants to do it for us, then how can we be confident when we stretch our hand to heal somebody? Listen, God loves you, and Jesus died for you, for the complete package of you, your spirit, your soul, and your body. So don't treat it as common. Don't treat it as just whatever. It's the power of God. Evident to heal at all times. Let's stand today. Our belief in faith in Jesus should be based upon 
what we see in the Bible. Our belief and faith in what God wants to do in our lives should be based upon what we see in the Gospels that Jesus did. And everything that Jesus did is available to us. And that's where our faith is. That's where our faith lies. And that's how God responds to us is when we respond in faith. You see, I I don't believe that God can heal because I've seen him do it every time because I haven't. There's been times that I've prayed and it hasn't happened. But that doesn't change what I believe to be true. And this is what I want is that we would experience more of the truth and less of it didn't happen. It's always God's will to heal. I believe that to the core of my being. And I know that some of us have questions that you say, but Pastor Jen, if it's always God's will to heal, then why did I lose my mom? Why did I lose my child? And my answer is, I I don't know. But it doesn't change the fact that I know, that I know, that I know that God loves you, that God carries you, that God's heart is for you. And our trust and our belief in God has to be that I know that he can and I know that he will. And there's some things that we won't know till we get to heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay not knowing everything, not having all of my answers, all of my questions answered. I might have a list for him when I get there. Let me get out my list. (laughs) But my heart knows that the truth is God saves, God heals, God delivers. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. God, I just pray today that we would have a heart revelation of the truth. That Jesus, you came as truth and that you set us free. And so I thank you, Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God that our faith is bolstered, that we begin, Father God, to trust you and to stretch out our hand to heal. God, I pray that we would see miracle healings, Father God, not just in church, but in our homes and in our workplaces, that God, we would be bold with the gospel of Jesus, that Jesus, you didn't die in vain, that you didn't die for nothing, but that we would carry this gospel to the world, that God, we would truly be a movement to the world. And so, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, For anyone in here who's dealing with cancer, God, I thank you for your healing power right now. I command tumors to disappear in Jesus' name. I thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for ligaments in in the shoulders to be healed in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for someone's ankle, your right ankle in Jesus' name, to be healed. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your healing power. 
And we receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen.